and we are back and we are the run duo i am tommy mitchell what's up guys it's india cook hey india how you doing i'm good you know what's so weird every time i say my name i say india cook it's like i'm like why did i just say my last name but i think because you say your last name i feel like i need to say my last name it's so i want weird. people to know i'm tommy mitchell man no other tommy that's my government <laughs> that's my name i might start saying my whole name thomas watson mitchell the second you got that official name <laughs> Man, i got three last names <laughs> thomas watson mitchell dude trust me hey i mean i i'll get too deep in this but i ain't gonna lie back in the day when you used to like send out resumes i yeah. got some interviews and i walk in and people like oh oh <laughs> <laughs> they be like what this is not what exactly we were really not expecting you but okay yeah. yeah, my dad yeah. was like, "You gonna get a job, damn it." <laughs> yeah, that's how Braxton is. Braxton I'm sure. Is- oh. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure. I'm like, sure. Same. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Oh man. So how's your last two weeks been? Woo! They've been good. Busy, busy, but going well. You know. So I'm going on vacation mm-hmm. tomorrow, actually. So you know, of course, with work, everything's been busy, but they've been good. I've still been doing my every other day. Doctor Danny has me going and getting my workout in. I've been getting. I ain't gonna lie. I've been getting a little bit discouraged um, just because I'm not where I used to be. And of course, as a coach, you know that like you're not where you used to be because that's not the space that you're supposed to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, of course, you all know I took a substantial amount of time off from running and being consistent. So I'm trying to give myself grace and like understand that not only are you getting back consistent, but you're also training in heat and humidity. Um, so it's going to be an adjustment. Um, so, but I'm doing well. I'm staying on top of my strength training. I'm staying on top of my days. Um, when I run, I'm not having as much discomfort. So I feel like I'm, I'm right there on the bend of like Mm -hmm. being ready to like really put in some miles, but my body is still getting back to turning over. And I just feel like the 10 man when I run most of the time. So just, I feel like my form is all off and, you know, I'm just going through it, getting back out there. And I don't want to yeah. say like, I just started back, like, like I'm starting over. Cause I don't like mm-hmm. saying that I'm starting over because I feel like it's not a start over. It's a reset. Um, and I know those kind of sound like the same thing, but I don't like to minimize the experiences that I have had, um, to where I am now, but I'm doing well though, just staying consistent so that I, cause I know that at some point my warm up and what I'm doing now will be a drop in the bucket in a couple of months. So, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely that heat is, is hitting, um, right about now. Um, for me, uh, I think I talked about, I kind of changed up my eating habits. Um, yes. I don't, I'm a, I'm a straight honey bun person. I could, I could Do sit and eat a box. Get the small honey buns within the plastic, like with no, the box? No, I get the big ones. The I usually buy them, by themselves, I like Intamin honey buns with the white frosting. Oh, the ones you I like use. The yeah, yeah. If if I get them in the box, somebody bought them for me because I usually won't buy them in the box myself. But I I can sit and go through honey buns like it's nothing. Like I'll eat one in the morning by you know noon. You know what? It's time for another honey bun. So I've kind of I've cut that out. I still eat some sweets, but it's more of a candy thing. Um, okay. I've never been a big soda drinker. I, what I did was kind of hit the things um that i could really cut out i really haven't changed how i actually eat meals because the way i eat meals is usually pretty good i don't really eat that badly like i'm not constantly eating well i do eat mcdonald's but i'm not constantly eating um deep fried stuff and things like that usually the stuff that i eat is 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 pretty good um 
Heather would probably say, no, nah, his diet is still bad. But Heather eat like a bird. Heather eat like a slice of chicken and, you know, two beans. And that's her, her <laughs> meal. So, <laughs> she be full. Yeah, she, like, I'm good. She no. eat one little cutlet and <laughs> like be a, good. I just want this little piece right here. But no, you know, that's, you know, Heather's, Heather's like the type of person, like, soon as you, like, if we ever, when we eat out, she getting the to-go box before she start eating, because she's already figured out how much she's going to eat. She's very good about portion meals. Portion So, yeah, so she's really good about that side. I'm not, I'm going to eat, look, I'm going to, you know, if I'm hungry, I'm going to eat, but I just try to get rid of the sweets, get rid of the sodas. I haven't had any alcohol and I don't know how long. Yay! Um, So, I mean, and not that I'm, you know, everybody's like, Oh, was he a heavy drinker? I'm like, I wasn't a heavy drinker before, as far as at my house. Like, I barely ever buy alcohol to bring home. But so like, clean. yeah. I, but when I go out, you know, I have a good time. So I, but I haven't bought beer, and I don't know how long. Um, even Heather has some bought some wine, and I haven't even touched it because every once in a while I'll have some wine with her. So just stuff like that, just trying to work on my weight, which I have been doing because I just really with um, with work. I just don't have the time to really get out and run like I want to. It's funny you talk about form. That's what I've been working on when I am running is my form. Because, of course, if even if you're not in the, the, the best shape that you're usually in, if your form is good. Um, you your body s- turns over better. Exactly. It turns over better. You have, you're more efficient is, mm-hmm. I guess, the best way I want to put it. So I worked on that. But you mentioned heat. Um, I don't know. Before we actually started recording, I ran this morning. That humidity, dog. Right. It's humidity. in your face, like woo. Like as soon as you step outside, the humidity slaps you in your face, <laughs> exactly. and it could be like five o'clock in the morning. Exactly. Like, you know, and because I don't even ask Alexa for the temperature anymore. I ask Alexa for the humidity. I don't even. I don't. I don't it don't matter what the temperature is. What's right. the humidity? Because that's going to tell me how I need to prepare myself. Yeah, and I think that that's what people underestimate. And of course, because we are in Atlanta, the humidity is bad. I mean, the heat is bad too. I mean, I think this week we did get up to 90, Yeah. but um, it's the humidity that tops it off. And so it's one of those things that even if you go out early in the morning, the air is thick, thick, and mm-hmm. it is super humid outside. So definitely, definitely different than than some other places that people live. Um, it makes it, it definitely makes it harder. It makes your breathing more labored. It makes you feel like you got a monkey on your back majority of the time because your body is just trying to conserve energy and mm-hmm. stay regulated basically is what it's doing. So your body, your body is trying to do whatever it can to keep the temperature of, the, of, your, of your core down. And it's just hard. It's taking more energy to do that. Yeah, it definitely. I, I definitely felt it this morning. Um, it slowed me up on my last mile big time because that humidity was just was uh, killing me. And I'm not a person that you like in the winter. Mm-hmm. I don't run with um, liquids. I don't run because yeah, I'm a person. I, w- I would love to be able to run with nothing. And then I mm-hmm. have a, like a an assistant that would, you know, keep water for me at different locations. That would be perfect for me. So yeah. I, usually <laughs> if I don't think I need water, I don't run with water. I grabbed right. it this morning because I knew it was going to be rough. Yeah. I mean, so the thing about it is, is that a lot of times I'm the same way during the winter time. It's less water unless I'm like marathon training. You're not, I'm usually not as diligent with carrying something with me, but now regardless of the miles, I have something with me at this point. Um, Because the thing about it is that your body sometimes may not feel thirsty, but you still need to drink. You need to have Mm -hmm. something. So whether that be every mile, every 15 minutes, they say, you know, take a sip at least. Um, 
and it does not mean that you need to chug down, but definitely take a sip and figure out what you can do on your on your workouts. And then of course, during the during the summertime, I know people say hydrate, 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 and they focus on water, but sodium and electrolytes is so important for us as runners as well because we're losing a lot of that when we're sweating. Yeah, ex- so, exactly, exactly. So that's yeah. when you get into the different. Um, different types of drinks like Gatorade, Powerade. Yeah. Um, what, I'm sorry, what's the one that you all, uh, Kipchoge, uses, Kipchoge uses, but you, you've been using it as well. What's the name of that? What, the Martin Gels and Noon? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Don't, doesn't Martin have a, a liquid too? Or yeah, is it... so they have a, the Martin, they have a drink mix that I do. Okay, that's what it is. The yeah. night before a long run mm-hmm. um, and the morning of. So there's a drink mix that's really good for hydration as well. So I do that usually when I'm really in the thick of mar- half marathon or marathon training um, is when I use the drink mix. Um, but I just actually, and I'll, I have to follow back up with you all on this. I just ordered some, well, I just got it in the mail, some liquid IV. Have you heard of that? Uh-uh. So it is basically, it's a powder supplement that goes into water. So it's similar to a noon, but it's just different as far as taste, taste as well as hydration. So kind of what their slogan is, is that if you do one packet of the liquid IV equals three bottles of water. Mm-hmm. So you put it in one bottle of water and it gives you those electrolytes, the vitamins, all of those things that you need. And it's basically like the hydration of three bottles of water. So of course, in one bottle. Okay. are not into drinking three bottles of water you can just drink this one and get a good level of hydration into you so we'll see um of course i still do use noon but of course i'm also open to seeing what's best like for quick hydration because sometimes you just chugging out a lot of bottles of water it's just not need you know you don't want to or on your runs figuring out what nutrition i need to get so i can sure ensure that i'm getting enough electrolytes in and the hydration is needed so Mm-hmm. Most definitely, yeah. yeah. Definitely needed right now in in hot Atlanta. I'm I'm not sure about yeah. the rest of the country, but it's definitely needed right now in Atlanta. Yeah. Do you do anything else different during the summertime? I know for you, you you run in the mornings. Um. um try to? Yeah, I try to. But you know, it doesn't always work. Um. But I mean, honestly, at one point, I remember I hadn't run in the sun in like two months once um, during a training cycle because I was getting up so early to mm-hmm. run. But you know, with humidity, I was still feeling that heat you know even though the the sun wasn't up yet but as Mm -hmm. far as the summer besides the water you know and then of course that's when i do start to mostly everything is nutrition so the the hydration and then um i'll I'll start looking at using um some kind of gel pack or goo um for my longer runs Mm -hmm. yeah and the thing about it is i think what people also don't realize is that when it comes to hydration it's not about the hydration not just about the hydration on the day that you're running but just like throughout the week so if you know that you having a run and you're gonna have to be in the heat and humidity or whatever like your your daily hydration needs to be on on par as well so i'm with you i've been doing morning time runs lately but I don't know. My body just be like, girl, why are you out here? You not even awake yet. <laughs> you are not awake. Like literally, I'm like, I feel like I'm running and I'm still asleep. But um, how do you run? So do you run? You like to run after work? I prefer. That's my years of it, times. I usually run after work. Really? Well, you know what? I do know that because, you you know, we've done post podcast and then you said you were going running after we finished yeah. um, recording. I just I mean, I ain't gonna lie. I can't do it. If I wait till after work, that ain't getting done. I, yeah. I, cause I don't want to go. I'm tired. I'm, you know, it's been a long day. I just want to relax. 
Yeah. And I think that that's one of the reasons why I'm trying to shift to morning runs is because your workout is done. You've done it for the day. You don't have to worry about it when you get off. It's less entry or levels of for excuses. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like we, you know, sometimes we can find all the excuses at night when we get done after work to not want to do, oh, I got to go do this. Oh, I got to go run an errand. Oh, I got to cook dinner. Oh, I got to go, you know, like I'm tired, you know, whatever, like all the excuses out the hat comes after work. But I just feel like my body is more loose and ready to go. However, now that I'm like hundred percent remote, like work from home, I'm sitting at a desk for seven hours at a time. So Dr. Danny does have me getting up in stretches during the day to like move around because my body does get stiff. And it's not really good for us as runners to be sitting down all day. I got you. So, I got yeah. you. That's, so, that's true. Yeah. So transitioning to the mornings is something that's big. Of course, the hydration. Um, I know at one time when it was really hot and I was training for races, I used to put ice in different parts, like freeze different ice packs and stuff mm-hmm. and like have them on me or freeze a towel and have it with me. So just having different things with you to, to kind of keep regulate that body level. And of course we all know wearing dark clothes is not the, not the thing for the summertime. <laughs> um, and looser clothes is always good to also, to also have. So, and give yourself grace at the end of the day, give yourself grace Usually during the summertime, people aren't blisting down a lot of PRs because it's hot as hell outside. So exactly. Exactly. Give yourself grace in the summer training will pay off in the fall, in the winter. (laughs) Keep busting. Now, um, before we get too far in, this is our, because we're recording this on Juneteenth, June 19th, but Juneteenth. Happy Juneteenth. Juneteenth. So everybody, I hope you are barbecuing. Um, And then uh, um, tomorrow is Father's Day. So I hope everybody's having a great Father's Day weekend. Um, I know I am. I just talked yes, about happy Father's that- Day, Tommy. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Um, I know I just said, you know, I'm trying to cut down on the sweets. How about uh, Heather for my fa- for part of my Father's Day? She door dashed me a box of donuts. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like the doorbell so rang. And I was like, well, who is coming here on a Saturday? Um, and it was and I get up into I walk up into the kitchen. And there's my, because we go to Sarah's Donuts. I, don't, I, I think they're in. Um, oh, you Jimmy know Carter. I know about Sarah's, yeah. honey. I used to go <laughs> yeah. to the one on Jimmy Carter. That's the so one good. that we door dash to. And what I found. They go they, all the way over to y'all's house? Yeah. So let me I mean, tell you I know this. it's a straight shot, but it's still like, it seems yeah. like that's far. Because <laughs> I used to door dash them a lot during the week, but they were never really open on the weekends for door dash anyway. They were open, but they weren't door dashing on the weekends. Yeah. What I, the, the thing I learned is find out when they're closing that day. And door dash them right, not right before, but an hour before they close. Because they give you extra. Exactly. They give you the extra. I know about that life because I used to, I didn't, I don't do that, but there's Uh some days that I go and I get what I order and then they Uh will like throw in some extras. And I was like, oh, and I guess it's just because they have like abundance. Yeah. Yeah. They do have a lot. That's the only, not the drawback. That's a good thing. They have very fresh product, but. Because their product is so fresh, there's no real preservative preservatives in it. You gotta eat because it, they're it. gonna it's gonna go stale pretty quickly. So I'm gonna have yeah. to eat about 20 donuts here uh, before Monday. So Listen, I, I'm I mean, gonna come by and go <laughs> scoop some. I love Sarah's donuts. I yes. miss it. The one I used to go to was to be on Jimmy Carter when I lived in Norcross. Uh-huh. So yeah, yeah. So they they're oh. good. So that's what I got. That was part of my Father's Day, um, my Father's Day thing so far uh, this weekend. So, but I hope everybody else is having a great Father's Day. Don't be like me and and uh, cut kill your diet 
Uh, just 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 for Father's Day. It's a day. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Yes, but yeah, yes. sugar is the devil. We all know that. <laughs> yes, so. it is. Yes, it is. I'm trying my best to keep Trey off of sugar, but it ain't working. I mean, because you know, I I don't. Okay, I'm just gonna get on a little parent thing. Before you're a parent, when you're when your girl is pregnant or you're pregnant or whatever's going on, you have all these ideas of what you're gonna do when your child comes out of the womb. How you not gonna parent I'm, them? I'm not. I'm not gonna. Them. I'm not gonna. Let, I'm not gonna let them eat any sugar because the the theory is if they never eat sugar, they'll never miss sugar. Dude, let me tell you something. That child gonna get sugar somewhere unless you plan on watching that child every five. You know, every second of the day, he's gonna get sugar from somebody. And once that's done, just let it go. Just go right. ahead and give him. Go ahead and give him his snack. So, but I try to keep it on a minimum. The stuff we give him has very low. Uh, sugar content or added sugar in it so yeah but anyway but yes sugar is a devil sugar is like they say it's worse than cigarettes like it's bad it's, yeah that's it's addictive like i'm a sugar i'm a sweet eater for days like for i used to <laughs> like after every meal had to have something sweet like that's how bad it was and that's probably where my weight comes from it's not probably where but it's is from sugar because i know at one point when i cut sugar out i was dropping easy but sugar is it sugar is not good that, well it's usually that i mean this is with anything it's usually your biggest problem. If you can get rid of it, things happen easy. And if you can get rid of sugar, but it ain't easy to get rid of sugar. Like it's you said, not. hey. It's, a, it's addictive. It's between that and like Cokes and cigarettes. They say that's like the worst thing. Sodas, mm-hmm. sugar, and like nicotine. It's like just an addiction that's just hard to kick. Yeah. I mean, you know, growing up, my dad taking me to kindergarten, every single day would stop me by this little corner store and get mm-hmm. me a honey bun. That's where it started. He would get me a honey bun. But let me tell you what started happening. I was getting to kindergarten and I'd be hyped up. I'd be like on 10 and then I'd pass out. And they didn't know what was going on. They wanted to take me to the doctor. They were telling my mom this, this and that. So they took me to my regular pediatrician and my mom was like, yeah, he's, he's, he's falling asleep and da-da-da. we don't know what's going on. And so the pediatrician like asked my father, like, okay, so like, what does he eat for breakfast? Um, well, I give him waffles with syrup, okay. And then we stop and get a honey bun on the way <laughs> to, to school. And the doctor's like, um, your son is going into a sugar coma. You just giving him too much sugar earlier in the day. And you know, but yeah, my mother was not that happy <laughs> about that. Well. It is what it is at the end of the day. got to figure it out. It's so funny because I'll see some people that do that with their kids. Like they have like a tradition of like donuts or something mm-hmm. every whatever. And I'm like, that's great. But honey, that habit that has start has formed so early. Listen, <laughs> it's hard. To, to, it's hard to break. Um, it, it is hard to break, you know, but you know, yeah, yeah. Start them young and hopefully they'll catch on. It's just crazy how I see some parents. Like kids love eating carrots. Like how you get your kid to love eat? I hate carrots, and kids be snacking on them carrots like like they're cinnamon sticks. But it's it's what you give them when they start developing their taste buds. Yeah, like, I, I guess you so. Have to introduce them to it early. Yeah, I, I suppose so. Well, I yeah. like carrots too. I eat carrots. You eat carrots? I can't. No, I can't. I don't eat them. I don't eat them cooked, but I eat them raw. You're okay. All right. Yeah, I like them raw better than cooked. I don't like like yeah. steamed or anything i will eat them cooked but i had to add a little little syrup in the uh in the water <laughs> as i now we're going to talk a little bit about the um olympic trials that are going on right now um mm-hmm. but while we're talking about eating let's stick with um eating so 
a young lady, uh, Shelby Houlihan, she mm-hmm. um, was, was it four-year ban, I think, for doping? Yes, four-year ban for being um, tested with Nadrolone, um, Nandrolone, mm-hmm. which is a um, anabolic, anabolic steroid. She got mm-hmm. supposedly caught in her system. So... And um, now her reasoning is now this is a proof. It's a scientific fact that there is this steroid in pork. She stated that she had a pork burrito right before her test. And that's the reason she tested positive. And they, and she actually does follow it up by saying, well, the, the positive test was for such a low level. That has to be the reason that shows that I wasn't, you know, constantly using it. Um, but she did file a grievance with the World Athletic, I don't know what their complete name is, but World Athletic something, Conference League something. Anyway, um, to try to get the ban, you know, uh, removed or lessened, um, they wouldn't even hear her case. The arbitrators wouldn't even hear her case, so she was not able to run um, in the uh, Olympic trials this weekend. Yeah, and I mean, some things that were kind of, mixed up in that is that there was at one point she was saying that she so she ended up getting this burrito from a food truck mm-hmm. so there was there was a lot of speculation in regards to the food truck the type of food that they provide because supposedly this actual steroid is a is usually found in uncastrated pig organs so it's basically like mixed meat, stuff that we probably shouldn't be eating, but it's just like a crap load of mixed from, meat. From the ruler to the tutor. Mm-hmm. Right. If you get you a sausage <laughs> or you get you a hot dog, you know you're going to get you some meat somewhere in there, right? Yeah. So we all know that. But usually this is something that is found in the organs of mixed meat of mm-hmm. a, a pig. And so there was a very interesting conversation because she posted something on Instagram saying that she had a burrito and then it kind of came out that she um, that she ordered a beef burrito and not pork. And so it was mm. kind of the wording that she used saying that her meat was contaminated from the mm. food truck. So basically her beef burrito had a little pig pork mixed in it because it was at a food truck. And that's how she got this steroid in her system. Gotcha. So they weren't separating prepare when they were preparing food. They're not separating the pork from the beef wherever that. It was happening, which I could understand yeah. a food and it truck. It seems like that's where she was. That's the angle she was coming from. Yeah. But honestly, it seems like her first initial statement about it, she didn't identify the meat that she ordered. And then it was like some of her teammates and stuff came out and was like, oh, well, she actually ordered beef. Da, 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 da. You know, it's just kind of like this. It's a lot of back and forth going on, you know, yeah. in regards to what really happened. And like you said, Tommy, in regards to research, I have read so many articles about, you know, the uncastrated pig organs and oval, like being able to have this steroid. Mm-hmm. But like, for me, I feel like if I was a professional athlete, we worry about our nutrition, supplements, topical ointments that we use. We need to think about like going to a random place and just getting a burrito. Like those are things that you, unfortunately is a, a stretch, but I think because athletes have to look at making sure that they have all the other items and don't take the wrong type of supplements and things of that mm-hmm. nature. Like it's needed. Like the, they're given these like list of steroids or things or things that you can't have in your system. And I just feel like you have, we have to do better. Yeah. But I mean, 
I, I'm, I'm with you. Like, okay, if my livelihood depended on me not eating certain things, I would be real careful about what I eat and probably would not just go to Joe and Moe's food truck to get my right. food. I would probably still, you know, I would prepare my food myself. And now right. I don't know if she was, you know, she's in a different area. Maybe she's not in an area where she can prepare food. Maybe she's away from the person that usually does prepare her food and she just wanted something to eat. Um, yeah. And it sucks I, that you have to go that, that, yeah. that to that point, right? Yeah. But it, it is what it is. It's also your profession. Like, exactly. You know, That's. You have to figure it out. Yeah, it, it is what it is. Um, I mean, because I say it all the time, you ain't got to run in the Olympics. If you just want to run, this, you know, hey, um, Atlanta Track Club has free track meets every summer. Hey, you, come on. Yeah, come every on down. Spring, like, every spring, come on. Exactly. You can run with us, and they don't care what you got in your system. But right. if you want to be an Olympic <laughs> athlete, you got to watch what you eat. It's just, I, I always get real frustrated when I hear, um, you know, and I don't know, track, track stars definitely don't make as much as some other professional athletes, such as basketball yeah. players, football players. But if that's your profession, if that's your livelihood, is that what you want to do, then you got to figure out how to do it within their rules. Because as long as the rule that was in place before they banned you and you knew about it, eh, I, I don't know what to say to you. So, um, yeah. yeah. And I think, yeah. And I, so this is the piece that I, so regardless on if she is was doping or not mm -hmm. like it's, it's messed up right like she was a very good athlete very mm -hmm. well known there was a lot of um a lot of very well-known athletes that come out against her and there's mm -hmm. also there was a whole thing from clean sport company clean sport co that they did basically did a petition and like all of these athletes signed it because so what happened was she initially was going to be able to run the trials even though she was banned because she did another appeal so she yeah. was in the appeal process of doing another appeal because i think she had already had one and it was denied and she was doing another one so the thing about it is is that she was initially going to be able to but i think once people found out that she was going to still be able to run in the trials this week like all hell broke loose like they was like oh hell no like y'all <laughs> how is she going to be able to run in the trials when there's been people in the past that as soon as they got uh, was 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 fined and was told that you know you were banned excuse me once they were banned mm -hmm. they were blacklisted they were like immediately and like you are horrible like you know what i mean like you put a yeah, negative like you can't yeah. do anything yes you can't do anything but all of a sudden here is a young lady obviously caucasian she is able to potentially run in the Olympics. And she has all these people out here doing a hashtag free Shelby. And it's just like, I just understand. <laughs> yes, she has a hashtag free Shelby. And so it's just like one of these things where I'm irritated with the narrative that's being put out there and more so the narrative of everyone giving her the benefit of, of the doubt. And, and I'm not saying she's guilty or not guilty. But uh -huh. I feel like the narrative, if we're going to give her the benefit about that benefit of the doubt needs to be given to everyone in every status, every race, every culture, because exactly. honey, there has been several people that as soon as the news came out that they was doping, they were done for like, yeah. Done. yeah. So I just feel like we need to be equal when it comes to that. And thank you for removing her from being able to run the trial so it was saying that she could run the trials and now that has been removed so she won't be running the trials but the fact that there was even an option that's the problem <laughs> it's like no 
No, zero. Yeah, um, I was with you on it. I mean, I I really didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it, um, just because in the end, I see very few people that get over that doping thing. You can say whatever. You can say somebody snuck in your room in the middle of the night. If you ain't got video of it, that you banned. Uh, so I, I really didn't think she was going to uh, go any further. Yeah, and it would be interesting. Like, how can they test it? Can they can they go to this food truck and have people eat the food and see what that looks like <laughs> and you know, order different things? Like, how would they figure it out? Like, what would that process look like? But the thing about it is, appeals can take years. Was y'all just going to allow her to be a potential doper and still running? So that's the logistics of that is just no bueno. No yeah, bueno. yeah, exactly. Now, there well, are some athletes... I'm sorry, say, say it again, India. I was saying, I hope she figures it out. I know that it's frustrating and, you know, if running was your life, like, mm -hmm. I get it. And it is unfortunate if she is being honest about it being the food truck food. Like, it's messed up. But at the same time, it's like, girl, you got to do better. Well, and you know what? I mean, the Olympics is such a final thing because it's every four years. Mm -hmm. Missing the Olympics is huge. Because there's a chance you only – it's very rare to run in multiple Olympics. I mean, usually people get one, maybe two um, in their lifetime when you talk about running. So right. it's, it's very rare. So I understand the, the – her, where she's coming from. I think a lot of times what happened with these athletes is they're, they're not really doping, but say they get an injury right before the trial. So they get – you know, something happens, and they try to do something just to get them back to their normal self – and that's where they get caught a lot of well, times. That's what I'm saying. They're not a doper until they get caught. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so it's, it's just unfortunate. It's really unfortunate. And I mean, I also hope that she's okay. Like, I understand, like, going from this being your life to now you are banned for four years. Like, she's going to have to get some therapy, get some stuff going on. Yeah, because that's, that's got to be. Yeah, exactly. Because you like, dang, so yeah. what am I going to do tomorrow? I guess I could, yeah. you know. They call it Kelly services sideways and you all up in the news. So, I mean, my heart does go out to her in on that side of it, but not on the fact that she may have been a little careless. Yeah, exactly. Now we do have some athletes that are at the trials that we know that are not doping <laughs> here from Atlanta. Go ahead. Tell, <laughs> tell us, tell us about them. Yes. Yeah, so we have some of the Atlanta track club elite runners. So we have Abe, Alvarado, Alvarado, excuse me. And he actually um, on Friday ran a 148 and some change in the 800 meters. So he's running the 800 meter. We also have Jerry D. Wallace that did the 100 meter and he's actually is will be going to, to Tokyo uh, for the Paralympics. And then he also we have Qatar, which is um, doing the triple jump and then Allie Wilson, which is also doing the 800 meters. So kudos to all of those people that are representing Atlanta Track Club. When I was watching it the other night, I was like, hey, that was like Abe Alvarado representing Atlanta Track Club. I was like, <laughs> so that's a big deal, big deal. So congratulations to them to even making it to the trials. Like if we don't realize that that's even a step within its own to make it to the trials, to qualify for the trials, and then potentially qualify for the Olympics is a big deal. So it's a huge deal. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely, definitely a huge deal. Um, I did want to give a shout out, a congratulations. I don't know this cat, but um, his name is Titus Ikuru. He's from Kenya. He's run mm -hmm. the fastest marathon since uh, uh, Bekele's marathon back in um, 2019 at Berlin. Mm -hmm. He ran a two hour, two minute and 57 second marathon on May 16th of this year in, in, uh, in Italy. 
um, mm -hmm. won the race. So it's the fifth fastest. It's tied for the fifth fastest marathon ever. Um, he ties with Dennis Cometo, Cometo um, who ran the same time, two hours, two minutes, and 57 seconds back in Berlin um, on the 28th of September in 2014. So congratulations. He's, he's like one of the guys. He's, um, he's Kenyan. So he's one of the guys to look for in the future. Um, yeah. He actually stated he thinks he can run a sub two hour marathon competitively, not not in a stage thing. He says, oh, I got Bring this. Yeah, let's go. Fine. So he's not in the Olympics, so we won't see him at the Olympics, unfortunately, which honestly, we will not see anybody in the top five list, as far as I know, at the Olympics, because, of course, Kipchoge has the fastest. Then there's Bekele, Lagasse. I don't think he's from Ethiopia. I don't think Lagasse's running. Um, he ran a 20248 back in 219. Um, so we're not seeing a lot of the faster runners, unfortunately, mm -hmm. um, that are going to be at the Olympics. But, you know, I mean, Kipchoge running. So I guess what does it matter? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe he'll do something special, even though he, he doesn't sound like he'll have a whole lot of competition. But mm -hmm. um, but uh, Titus is hoping to run London um, and hoping, you know, because London is supposed to be a pretty fast course, um, hoping to be able to break that sub two hour marathon. Listen, I'm looking forward to it. I'm so ready. And I just, I don't know. Like, I just feel like things are happening. People are getting faster and quick. And I don't know if it was this quarantine and this lockdown. People said, let's, it's go time. It's time to focus. <laughs> we are out here getting this work. So yes, exactly. I am really excited about it. Oh, I want to give a shout out to really quick while we were talking to Atlanta Track Club. So I did a photo shoot with Atlanta Track Club and my picture has been over all the mailers and like emails yeah. and all of that. So, you know, when you do a, when you do a photo shoot, like, you know, what, because I'm also an ambassador at Land Track Club, I didn't know where the photos was going to be. So mm -hmm. when someone ended up tagging me <laughs> in a picture, I was like, oh, but thank you, Atlanta Track Club, for that love and support. And I feel like that's also my way of doing some representation of, um, you know, of looks of a runner's body. And I just really appreciate it. Yes. And um, everybody that's running the Peachtree, you should have probably gotten your email because I got mine last week sometime to set yes. up the time to go to the um, the expo because I'm picking mine up um, Saturday. By the time I got to mine, Saturday was sold out. I had to. So I got to do mine on on um, Saturday to pick it up um, was sold out. So I'm going to pick mine up on Sunday um, yeah, during the expo there on Saturday. So if anyone goes to the expo on Saturday, um before 2 30 definitely look for me i will be at the expo volunteering with atlanta track club so definitely check me out more than likely i'll be in like a welcome booth or something because that's what are they going to have vendors or is it just basically a, a grab your stuff and keep moving yeah i think it's going to be they may have some things but it's going to be it's not i don't think it's going to be as big as the traditional Usually, yeah yeah exactly yeah that's fine i mean you know i always like the uh atlanta track club when they did a full you know, trade show or whatever you want to yeah. call it with the vendors. Um, always, you know, found some pretty good deals, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I'm not certain on that, but I think that they probably may have some things, but I think with the time entry, they just don't want a lot of people there. At one yeah, time. that's what I kind of figured since you have yeah. a certain time to get in and get out. I couldn't imagine they would have as big, because, you know, we used to go to expos and just hang. Like, you go hours. hours hanging out, seeing people, taking photos, you know, mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, this time, in and out, keep it moving. Yeah. 
Yeah, so definitely looking forward to it. Definitely enjoy the gear. Y'all get all the stuff that y'all want, everything that you need um, for the run. I'm, I mean, I'm excited about it. I know that, you know, we had Rich Kanat on here and he talked about how the race was going to be still going to have our music, still going to have a lot of things that we're used to for the Peachtree. And it's just so interesting. I talked to some people. They're like, oh, I didn't know about the Peachtree. I'm like, how y'all don't know about the Peachtree Road Wait, race? wait, wait, wait. Who said that? Who said they don't know about the peach? Tree? I ain't calling people. I ain't putting people on blast now. The what? Hold up. The the largest ten k in the, the world in the world that's been going on for umpteen years. And they were like, "What is that?" That's what yeah. They, they weren't familiar with it, or they may have like heard about it, but they didn't know that it was like a lot of people. And of course, this year we're not having the sixty thousand people. But yeah. usually, the peach tree is people selling a bibs online. Like, let me get some money to get a bib. Like. That's it's how I got some, my first one. I bought illegal, mine online. Right. Some <laughs> illegal transaction type stuff. Like <laughs> that's how um before I, I realized how to actually get it officially. That's how I, I bought my first one online on Craigslist. And the dude like just handed out his car window. I met him at the Marta station. He just handed out his car window. It's like, thank yeah. you. But uh anyway. Yeah, don't play that neither. When you be switching stuff, they don't allow yeah, that yeah. switching up and they do not allow you that. You know like, what? I mean, not, and I ain't nothing against land track clubs. I know they're serious about it, but I have seen dudes walking into A on a cane. So don't tell me that man qualified for A. Well, he, so he had a in, cane. In, you know, I'm a, you, so the, the thing about that is that so Atlanta Track Club does have a lot of exclusive groups that get mm -hmm. bibs. So I think that in regards to that, so like people that work for Atlanta Journal Constitution, people that um, people that work for the governor, like people mm -hmm. that are in these exclusive like clubs within Atlanta, they mm -hmm. get they get bibs. And yeah. so I think that when you find people that are in A, B and C, that's because somebody was like, hey, I got a bib. Can you run it or can you do it? And then they're like, oh, shit, I got an A. What I'm going to do up here? Because <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to lie. I work, used to work my butt off trying to get an A, never made it. B was as close as I ever got. But yeah. um, And for those that are not familiar with the Atlanta Track Club, the, we're talking about the, um, the, the, waves. the waves, A, B, C, and so on and so on. And it's based on your qualifying times as to how far up you can get subseed, um, which are the fastest people, um, and then A, B, C, and, and so on. And, so and literally on. A to Z. Like, we're not skipping yeah. <laughs> letters <laughs> and albums. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I'm in E this year. I think that's what they told me. I was like, that's fine. I ain't going to worry about it. Yeah, um, I, and Braxton is a little farther back from me. But, you know, so usually in traditional Peachtree, you can't move up. Like, they have police. Yeah. Yeah. Guarding off the waves. If you, they will literally lock you up. Like you cannot. Like yeah. they will. Yeah, they don't play about moving up waves, but you can move back. And so more than likely, I'll move back to where Braxton is, and we're just gonna enjoy the day. Yeah, yeah it's just gonna be a nice, nice run. I think. Uh, I don't know where Mark Monroe is, my coach, but I think he picked the same day, so he might come run with me. I don't know. We might. We might just enjoy the day. I might just try to find some people. Actually, um, my coworker, um, Michael. He's running it as well. Um, so he's running it because we had talked about it. And I said, well, yeah, I think I'll run on Saturday. Um, and he said, yeah, I'll pick Saturday too. So I might hook up with him, see where he is and just, and just you know, enjoy the day with him. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, at the end of the day, I think it's definitely worth it. Um, and I mean, the next time that you all hear from us, we would have run the Peachtree. Um, isn't that weird? Like, is that right? I'm yeah. Oh, yeah. The peach yeah. trees on the oh wow 
You are correct. No. Yes, because we were record on the six. Oh, you are correct. Wow. So the next time you all hear from us, we would have recorded the peace tree. So of course, be be ready because next episode that you hear from us will, will be the peace tree road race episode. So we will tell you all how that goes, and we'll also give a little background on how things work with the peace tree because I I recognize that we have a lot of listeners that don't live in Atlanta, mm-hmm. um, and don't realize like the how much things are different than regular rates because it's 60,000 people that run it so yeah uh, but yeah so we'll give a little bit of that tell you all how our weekend is and then I'll also give you all an update on my trip I'm headed to Punta Cana so you all are going to get this episode a little earlier than usual um um but I'm headed to Punta Cana for a well-needed well-deserved vacation so (laughs) I'll give you all an update on how that went hopefully I can run somewhere we're gonna see yeah I was gonna ask you are you gonna try to I mean I'm sure they have a gym you know, it's all inclusive. They're going to have a gym that you can it's go all run inclusive. on. So hopefully they have a gym. Um, I haven't checked on that, but I mean, hopefully I can find a little circle, a little beach to run on, do some. <laughs> okay. Be careful now. We don't, we ain't, look, I ain't trying to see you on the news. Missing. Runner. <laughs> American, American lady comes <laughs> exactly. on vacation and doesn't return. And she disappears. Like, <laughs> We all gonna have to fly Don't down there to exactly. We all gonna have to fly down there looking for you. We can comb in the beaches and you know, be a long, be a, that'd be a long ass week. Come on, no, so don't do that. Just be safe, be safe. But enjoy, but definitely enjoy. I know you're not a big drinker, but let me tell you, I'm gonna get one this time, honey. Let me tell you something. This week of me preparing for this vacation, yeah, a week of me preparing for this vacation. Mm-hmm. Any- Drink something when she go out of town. Let so. me tell you, them all inclusive. I, I mean, that's one thing I love. I'm a, I love like Bloody Marys in the morning, and they always have a Bloody Mary bar where you can kind of mix it up yourself. I love it, and they always, of course, have alcohol everywhere because they want to keep you drunk. That's that's they the all inclusive thing to keep yeah. you drunk. But I'll be interested to get a, a critique on your, you know, when you come back because I've stated a few all inclusives. There are some better than others, so I'll be interested to hear your critique on yours. So I might be one I want to check out. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. It should be a good time. Should be yes, a good time. Yes. He was gonna ask me something about Heather and Browse. And oh yeah, 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 yeah. So well, hope before we get to that, let me let me go over this because we talk about diversity constantly on this show. So I want to talk about now. This is a, this is cycling, and I mean, and before we started recording, I was you, Indy and I were talking, and I was kind of like, well, living in Atlanta, it looks like there's a lot of African American or Black cyclists. There really is not. Um, yeah, because they go out in hundreds to run to to ride. Like, yeah, exactly. Clubs here of like just black cyclists. Like there is a lot here. Yeah, so they have the century rides that are just you know and and you know and honestly those century rides usually are on a holiday, so you have a lot of cyclists coming into town to ride yeah. in those as well. So, mm-hmm. but when I look at my timeline, I do see a lot of black and African American cyclists, but in mm-hmm. reality, there's not. It's it's um definitely less than in running. And I know, you know, both Indy and I have been to races, not so much in Metro Atlanta, but I know I've been to races in back at my hometown in Orlando, where I'm looking around like, dang, <laughs> like I'm the only one, like running a half marathon where I don't see any other black people, which right. is crazy, you know, uh, in a half marathon, 10 miler, no other black people. So kind of, kind of crazy. So, um, it, and it's even worse as far as cycling, as far as diversity, as far as I know, and, you know, speaking to other people that, that do ride. I'm not a big cyclist because Atlanta streets are too dangerous. I'm not getting killed. Um, I'll, I'll, stay, I'll stay on the sidewalk. Uh, but 
I wanted to talk about the Unbound Gravel 200. It's a gravel road race, um, cycling race. So I guess they ride on a gravel road. I, I'd be very interested to see that because that cannot be comfortable in my opinion. But I guess there are bikes specially made to race on gravel. But it's the Unbound Gravel 200. It used to be called the Dirty Kanza. Um, and I do apologize if anybody takes offense because I've been told, and I don't know this for sure, the reason they changed the name is because the name was offensive to uh, Native Americans. Mm. So they did change the name. So I, I apologize if I offended anybody with uh, saying that. But they changed the name. Um, but most of us are familiar with the Major Taylor Cycling Club. They have different um, groups throughout the country. And I'm kind of talking about the one in Kansas City. So the group in Kansas City um, had a relationship Got a relationship going with this, this race, Unbound Gravel 200. There's about 1,000 people that ride in this race. Ungravel, um, the Life, uh, Lifetime Fitness, who is the major uh, sponsor, sponsor of the race, they gave 65 entries to the Major Taylor Race um, Cycle Club of Kansas City for this year and for next year, so for 2021 and 2022. And the background on this is the original person that started the, um, this race, his name is Jim Cumming. He was fired by Lifetime. He was the original person that started. This race has been going on for about 14 years. He was fired by Lifetime because he put some Facebook posts, insensitive posts, about an um, African-American man being shot by police officers, um, basically saying that the shooting was justified, you know, blah, blah, blah. So Lifetime did an investigation into, because of course, when he did it, you know, everybody came forward, was like, look, you need to get rid of this dude. Right. Um, and not just individuals. There were people, because of course, like with any major race, there's a expo. So um, I guess the, um, some of the vendors were like, hey, I'm not trying to come to this race unless y'all, you know, deal with this, because this is crazy. So right. they put him on um, leave and then eventually fired him because of his comments. And that's when the name changed from Dirty Blah Blah to, um, to uh, Unbound Gravel 200. But mm -hmm. in an article that I was reading about this, um, uh, Denisha Snell, who is a member of the Major Taylor Cycling Club there in Kansas City, she stated that she knew because of what had gone on, this was a good time to try to make inroads with lifetime because they knew they, right. they had a bad image and that's why they did it. And I thought that was so intelligent. I mean, a lot of people might be like, Oh, they're just doing that to cover stuff. Okay. So what, but now you got 65 people in a thousand, a thousand person race. And this is a race. That's one that's really hard to get into. This is kind of right. like trying to get into um, New York marathon. It's, it's, that's the best way I can put it, you know, mm -hmm. runners. Um, so she originally wanted 100 entries, um, but they gave her 65, which I think in a percentage-wise, when you're talking about 1,000 people, that's a pretty big, you know, that's pretty good um, mm -hmm. percentage to give away um, when you're talking about a race that's hard to get into. Now, um, a few people did ride, because it's a 200-mile race. The big race is a 200-mile race, but they have a 50-mile, 100-mile, 200-mile, and then they have an invite-only 350. Can mm. you imagine riding 350 miles? No. On gravel? No. <laughs> Boy, I tell you. But anyway, so, and they had racers that finished in each one of those divisions, including the 350-mile uh, invite only. 
That's amazing. Yeah. And I just want to talk about it because we talk about diversity a lot. And whenever I see somebody trying to do something about it, trying to change. And, and I'm not a person here that thinks that, you know, Af we as African-Americans got to do everything. I'm not really that person at all. If, mm -hmm. if, if you're an African-American and you want to do something, I feel you have the right to attempt it and try it. But I'm not the person that says that it has to be an African-American doing every single thing. I mean, you know, it is what it is. But I just felt like that was it was a great story. Now, on the other side of that, and I'm not going to say this young lady's name because this was an article um, that she spoke in. She, this was a young lady. She was part, she's part of the Major Taylor uh, Psyching Club of New York. She got wind of, you know, this that was going on, so she decided right. to come out. Now, she, she had some interesting comments <laughs> about that, you know what, she doubts she will come back. Not that she felt, now, she didn't say anything was bad about the race. She did feel like even with the other members there, um, she did feel like that, you know, there was a not, a not enough representation. And she said, basically, hey, if I just want to ride with, you know, non-African-American people, I could do that at my house. You know, I can do that in my own backyard. Why am I going to pay, you know, thousands of dollars, ship my bike thousands of miles to run in it? I mean, to ride in this particular race. Mm -hmm. And the crazy thing is she really did well. She was number 10 in her age group. Um, so she, she's actually an accomplished cyclist, uh, you know, if I'm, you know, based on, you know, where she finished. Um, and I think she did the 100 mile, if I'm not mistaken. But she did finish 10th in her um, age group. But she was not as enthusiastic about the uh, lifetime doing this. She said, well, let's see what happens after 2022. And that was kind of her comment, like, look, are you, are you just going to do it for these two years? And once everybody forgets about, you know, you know, what the original person did, are you just going to let this go? So that was kind of, you know, kind of her comment. Interesting. I, I mean, I just think that if opportunities are afforded, but I think we also have to look at like the population of cycling in general, like you said, like, it's just usually it's less of us, you mm -hmm. know, and if we can open the doors and have some other opportunities and other people that are amazing athletes on these streets, or gravel, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, exactly. I, I, I definitely would like to be more into cycling. Like I said, I don't, I just don't like riding on Atlanta streets. Um, yeah. Clipped in, I just, it just doesn't feel safe to me. Um, somebody donate me. Somebody give me a bike. <laughs> Listeners, somebody give me a bike because I want to get into road cycling. I would love it. I mean, I love my peloton too, but you know, road cycling is totally different. But I would love to get into that. I think it would really elevate some things with running. Yeah. Well, it does. I mean, I, I've, you know, like I have a bike. I purchased a bike a few years ago. It was like a birthday gift to myself. And I've, you know, tried it, but I got to do it. on. Like, I'll go to Stone Mountain where there is no traffic at all. And I'll do yeah. some loops. I'll do that. But I just can't. I just can't do it on the road. No, I'm, I'm I fell, I've fallen twice with no cars. I can't imagine what it would be like with cars, <laughs> <laughs> with cars flying past me. I have thought about getting a, um, a bike for all terrain, you know, uh, so I can go on the, the trails. I've been thinking about doing that because I think maybe I would enjoy that more. Um, but we'll see what happens. True. True. I mean, I get it. Like, we have to figure figure out what's best for you. But, I mean, kudos to you for doing Stone Mountain because Stone Mountain is not an easy trick. So. No, it's, 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 some, it's some definitely uphill. It's like, not I mean. Long. It's a lot. <laughs> going uphill on a bike 
sometimes I was like, let me just get off the bike and just carry the bike. Cause girl, let me just I'm sorry, I caught the girl again. Let me just walk this thing on up. Honey. Exactly. That would, be, that would be so embarrassing walking the bike up the hill. <laughs> Cause that's how it is. Some cause you were just like grinding and grinding and grinding, but you know. But anyway, but it's good to see that you know people are trying to bring more diversity to the cycling world. Yes, definitely. I definitely think it's needed. Somebody donate me a bike, and uh, I'll be out there to add to that population. I will be here. You for should, because you know, um, a lot of the the big rides in going into Stone Mountain. Start right here on Main Street here in Tucker. Yeah. Um, it used to be a cycle shop, but they closed. But now it's a coffee shop. But they still start right there. I see them, you know, every Saturday and Sunday morning when I'm doing my run. I, I see them, you know, getting together. And it be it's some big some big groups, um, yeah. out there, um, riding. So and I do see, you know, I see some African American, you know, brothers out there. You know, they'll give me the what's up and you know keep it moving. It's, like, I think it's you know yeah, you're moving. We out here moving. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that's what it, matters. Listen, yeah. you out here moving. Whatever you gotta do, get it in. Exactly. Now, back to your eyebrows. So <laughs> can you explain to the listeners? Because people are probably like, what? Okay, so um Heather, you know, was talking to me because she was like, Oh, you know, India's leaving. She's going out of town. Yes, I know India's going out of town. We're gonna have to do the podcast early. Okay. So, but she was like, well, India's, she was trying to find, this is my best Heather uh, impersonator. She was trying okay. to find um, a, somebody to do her eyebrows. And then she was going to go to the one in town, but it was booked up. And I was like, the eyebrow place is booked up? She was like, yes. yeah. I was like, people need their eyebrows done that bad that it's booked up? Listen, first of all, this is, there's two pieces to this. Mm -hmm. So, yes. Us ladies get this work. And if you find a good artist, like a good person that can do your brows and they're well known, it's going to be booked up. So this lady that that uh, Heather mentioned to me, three other people mentioned it to me as well. I put a little post up on social mm -hmm. media and asked who knows the best brow person in Atlanta. So the fact that three people, four people mentioned this one lady means that she's really, really good. And so she gets booked up. Mm. but also we have to think about it too it's summer everybody's trying to have a hot girl summer they are tired of being hairy and in quarantine <laughs> and they getting their services <laughs> i'm just saying and people but want to how long does it actually take to do an eyebrow uh like 15 20 minutes depending upon how tedious they're doing so what do you do now how do, now I, I know a little something so are you doing the what do they have the ropes Threads. Threading. Yeah. <laughs> you doing the threaded or are you doing the other way? I do threading. Well, this okay. time I did do threading. I went somewhere else. I Sometimes I'll do wax, but I've been recently doing more threading because it, it, it lasts longer and it's cleaner. Okay. Okay. I got yeah. you. So but I guess that was my I thing. Mm -hmm. Ladies in their personal services. So for me, I'm always recommendation only like I'm one of those people I don't just go to no random spot and be like hey I'll just take whoever's next available no you don't like take I want to go to the someone first chair. just take the first, first chair. chair negative <laughs> no so I am that person I need a recommendation because I don't play about my brows like my brows is something that is very like 
<laughs> if y'all see me on my social media, those brows are not drawn in, honey. They are mine. And usually when I'm running, I don't have no makeup on. So those are my brows. And so when you go somewhere and somebody mess up your brows and make them too thin or whatever, like you gotta wait months to get that shit back. Like, no, no, no. So I go on recommendation only. But all of my services, the issue is for me is that I have all of my personal services. So between getting my brows done, getting my personal waxes done, getting my nails done, I have specific people that I go to and I just have to get in when I can. And a lot of times they're booked up like third, like three weeks out. Oh, really? For eyebrows? For eyebrows. Like while I was at the place getting my eyebrows done that, that Heather also recommended, three people walked in as a walk-in and she was like, I'm sorry, I'm appointment only. Like she literally is appointment only. That's how much she's booked. Wow. Maybe I need to learn how to do brows. That might be the business. Cause if I'm just saying, maybe I open a brow shop. <laughs> I'm just saying, if it's, if it's like that, how much do they is. charge you for your brows? How much they charge you to do brows? She did my brows and my upper lip and it was $15. Okay. So you need to do about a hundred a day basically so okay i can okay I can, I can, I can. but i think it also depends like when you go to the nail shop and you get your brows done it's like ten dollars okay but she does threading and then I, she also did like sugaring to my lip and then because you know i'm trying to make sure my face is on point for punta cana but she did my lip and got don't need no little no little hairs on my lip she did um, sugar yeah. they put sugar on your face to get the hair off it's called sugar wax sugaring oh okay so okay. it's like a certain type of wax. Okay. Oh my gosh. I tell you what. I don't I, I oh women, y'all just just so much. I understand why y'all 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 feel like y'all always being attacked because y'all gotta go through so much just to feel like I mean I just understand. to look like something, honey. And I'm not even out here looking like no celebrity and I go through all of this, gotta get the nails done, gotta get the waxing done. You know, you gotta be beach ready. <laughs> gotta be ready i mean this is i mean i get these services done when i'm not yeah but of course when you're going on vacation you want to try to up the game because you know there's gonna be plenty pictures you want to you want that poolside life you want to make sure everybody see you i know y'all you ready i'm disconnected from social but i might post a little bit i'm gonna try to disconnect from social but i might post a little bit okay okay sounds good sounds good well, India, we got anything else? Is that our shenanigans oh, for this week? I think week? that that was a good episode. I know a lot of people be asking for us to just chat it up. <laughs> and like they talking to their homies. So there you go. Y'all got you a good old episode. <laughs> Me and Tommy only. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Y'all don't forget to check out, check out the marathon, not marathon, the track US 2020 Olympic track trials, which is going on. So don't forget that that's going on. It's actually going on from Friday the 18th to Sunday the 27th. So definitely check it out. And that's exactly. on NBCSN is where they're airing a lot of it. So definitely check it out. See who's going to be in the Olympics for the U.S.? You know, it was something, I did hear something interesting because I have been one of the people that's been like, because, you know, Japan is still kind of, you know, in the throes of COVID and we're still pushing to get this Olympics done. And I did hear a few comments on, you know, I listen to a lot of sports radio, a lot of sports podcasts that, you know, the Olympics takes a lot of the money, um, the Olympic Committee takes a lot of the money to support a lot of these smaller sports in smaller countries, such as water polo, you know, the sports that don't really get a lot of attendance and not a lot of people paying tickets to go watch water polo, especially in these smaller countries. 
um, they use that money to prop them up so they can still keep people involved. You know, somebody from a third world country can go to the Olympics in a sport that may be a little expensive, you know, for them right. to participate in. Um, you know, when you're talking about a country where, you know, there may be other shortages that are more important than water polo, for example. Um, so I do understand why they want to get it done. I'm hoping the Olympics goes off without a hitch. I hope there's no problems. I hope nobody extra gets COVID just because of it. Because of it. Um, have we have has any word come down for um, um, Tulamak about bringing her child with her? Have we heard? I anything? haven't heard anything. I mm -hmm. think that they're still still trying to figure that out. So. Okay. All right. Well, when we hear that, we'll definitely talk about that as well. Now, I know you're getting off of social media, but your DM gonna be full when you get back. So tell people how to fill up that DM <laughs> while you on vacation. How to get it? So silly, y'all is so funny. Uh, oh, let me put this out here right before I put it. I'm almost at a year on YouTube, Tommy. Really? So while I'm on vacation on our next episode, it will be a year. So June 30th is a year on YouTube. So I'm really excited about that. So I'll be posting some stuff, may do a little giveaway or something. So y'all uh -oh. be looking out. But go follow my social media so you can hear and see all about that. It's Eye of Indigo Runs on Instagram um, and also Miles from India and Miles from India on YouTube. And if you would like to go to my website, um, milesfromindia.com. And you can email me at thomaswmitchell, the number two at gmail.com. And hit me up on um, tmitch68 on Instagram. Well, Good. everybody, happy Father's Day. Happy Juneteenth. Uh, be safe on your flight, India. Thank you. Happy 4th of July, because all of that <laughs> exactly. is happening. Fourth, before. Happy 4th of July. Before we talk to you all again, if you're running in the Peachtree, I'm running on Saturday. Uh, I I'm think running I'm in... on Sunday, okay. so hit us up. Exactly. I think I'm going to be in E, if I remember correctly. So, you know, you want to come hang out with me? People will not be running fast. I may have a cooler. I might pull a cooler behind me with some, with some drinks. So you might want to come check me out because that's that's the kind of day we that's the kind of day we having. Um, that's the, the kind of day tree. we having <laughs> at the Peace Tree, y'all. Y'all have a good one. We'll talk to y'all soon.